Hey, hey, you're listening to episode 61 of the Resilient Teacher Podcast. When you feel overwhelmed, stressed to the max, and just to the point of no return and burnout, joy is probably the furthest thing from your mind. But what if I told you that one of the top amplifiers of burnout, both professionally and personally, is the feeling of the lack of control? Our locus of control tells us that while not everything is within our ability to change, there are certain things that are, and those are the ones worth actively pursuing. The idea of fighting for joy is one of the number one actions that is always within your locus of control. Now, I'm not saying that in a toxic positivity way. I'm saying it in a get your butt up and realize you have more control than you give yourself credit for. Maybe you already find it easy to push through, remain motivated even in the face of burnout. But I want you to be really real with yourself for a second. How often do you focus your attention on what gives you joy? I'm talking about full-on satisfaction, peace of mind, or happiness. You see, finding joy is exactly what you should fight for when you're up against fatigue, a crappy mood, down in the dumps. Fighting for joy doesn't have to mean denying our struggles or suppressing negative emotions. It's about recognizing that joy is a vital aspect of our well-being, and actively seeking it can have a transformative impact on how we navigate burnout. When we focus our attention on what brings us joy, we create space for satisfaction, peace of mind, happiness to emerge, even when we're dealing with burnout. In today's episode, we are talking about how joyful living works with one of the experts, joyful living coach Maddie Fry, who is one of the presenters at the free summer self-care conference for teachers. You're going to hear as we chat about how we can use summer as a way to kickstart our burnout recovery, maintaining that motivation throughout the school year, and living your best life inside and outside of the classroom. So what do you say? Let's go chat with Maddie. Hey there, and welcome to the Resilient Teacher Podcast, the podcast giving overwhelmed and burned out teachers inspiration, sustainable strategies, and reigniting passion for teaching. I'm Brittany, a special education teacher and teacher resilience and retention strategist, and I am on a mission to inspire educators to prioritize their mental health and individualize their self-care routines so that they can live a balanced, fulfilling life as an educator while making a bigger impact in their classrooms and communities. Each week, I'll be sharing tips, strategies, mindset shifts, and discussing hot topics in teacher resilience with other knowledgeable experts so that you can ditch the overwhelm, prevent burnout, and create the life you've been dreaming about. So let's get started, and let me remind you that you too are a resilient teacher. Hey, Maddie, I am so excited to have you as a guest today. Yes, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Of course, of course. I've listened to your podcast and I just love it. And I gave like a little brief introduction to who you are and what you do. So I just love if you just share a little bit about you and your experience, like moving into being a joyful living coach. Yeah. So it's always a loaded question when people (laughs) ask me how I got to where I am today. So I'm going to try and keep it brief and keep it short. Um, Long story short, so I'm currently 28 years old. um, And I always say my age because people are like, you seem older, you seem younger, but I am 28. Um, Very excited to be 28. Uh, And I got to where I am now as a joyful living coach after really kind of 
metaphorically flopping on a beach like a beach whale after I graduated from college. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I actually graduated with college. I was very much the person who had a five-year plan. And my five-year plan blew up in my face so fast. Um, I went to school to be an educator. I knew I was the the bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, fresh out of college, um, ready to take on the world, ready to you know save the world and, and change the world of education, all of those things. And I actually moved with my now husband from Indiana to New Jersey. And all of my educators who have lived in both areas, or if you live in either of those areas, the expectations in the Midwest are very different than the expectations of educators in the East Coast. And so no one wanted to hire me. Um, and like I said, I was the person with a plan. I was going to have my own classroom. I had all of my books. I had all the decorations, all of the things ready to go. And no one wanted to hire me. Um, so I kind of had to figure it out as I went, um, not really knowing what I was doing. And it took a lot of trial and error and sticking my toes into different options, network marketing, online teaching, working as a virtual assistant, um, podcasting, all of these different things to finally get me to where I am now as a joyful living coach, just having that experience of knowing what doesn't bring me joy and seeing what that does to your life and experiencing what that does to your mindset and in other parts of your life too, your relationship, how you treat yourself, how you view yourself, all of those different things to where I'm at the space where I am now doing things that literally light me up. I like wake, wake up out of like, I get up out of bed at like five 30 in the morning. I'm like, I'm ready to get started. Like, let's start the day. Let's go. <laughs> and that's because I've gone through all of these trial and errors of trying to figure out what it was that I wanted to do. And that's where it's landed me now. And the reason I'm here now is because me being me and me being a part of the generation that kind of lived through the technology boom, I have shared my journey along the way, every step of the way on Instagram. And people have asked me, what did you do to get here? You seem so happy. You're doing all of these things. Like, what are you doing to live this way? And first and foremost, it's just experiencing life, but it's also certain things that I'm doing. And so that's kind of how I've landed where I've landed is getting up, falling down, getting back on the bike, falling off again. Yeah. <laughs> continuing to, to figure it out along the way. Yeah. I can, I can relate to a lot of those things. Like I was just thinking mm -hmm. about what led me to the point where I'm actually living a life that I'm proud of. Yes. Well, it was me making the mistakes of trying to be what other people thought I should yes. be or, mm -hmm. um, making decisions or being in relationships with people who didn't light me up, who yep. I wanted to fix or whatever it might yep. be. And so I think a lot of teachers, like specifically because teachers are listening to this podcast, yeah. you know, I think a lot of teachers deal with that. And mm -hmm. so even if they might be living their best life during the summer, right? Yeah. <laughs> they might be. Yes. They, they're like, yes, this is the way I want to live all the time. You yeah. know, they have those tough or crazy seasons, especially in back to school. Mm -hmm. So how can they end up finding joy on the daily yeah. during yeah. those times? Yeah. So I want to just touch on the the point that you brought up quick, and then we'll go back to, to finding joy when things are literally on fire, right? Or they feel like they're on fire. That point of doing what other people expect of you. Yeah. And I have worked with educators and teachers and people who work in the realm of education for years now. And I love you teachers. I bow down to everything that you do, but you've got to let this expectation and this living up to other people's expectations or even the expectations you had for yourself years ago, 
you've got to let it go. And I say that because I had to do the very same thing when I decided to not pursue teaching in the classroom. Um, it was a very tough decision. There were lots of tears. And I remember almost mourning and grieving that journey that I, that I set out for myself. I had that expectation of, I'm going to be a teacher. I had family members who were very much against me going into education because it's expensive. It's a waste of time. It's not, it's all of the things, right? All yeah, the things all the things. About. I had family members who told me this is a bad idea, but me being me, I was like, I'm going to do it anyway. You tell me I'm not going to do it. Watch me. And so I want to just encourage those of you listening that if you feel like you're living up to other people's expectations or you're living up to expectations that you've set for yourself, it's okay for you to let those things go. And so much healing and so much growth will come from doing that hard work. So I just, I want to give that permission slip to anyone who currently needs it. Um, and it's okay to do that. And if you want to chat more about it, let me know. I'm happy to talk about that because it's not always easy um, no. to, to, to come to terms from that. But how can we find joy when we are in a crazy chaotic season of life? Um, we do this by gaining clarity on what matters to us, right? So if you're in the season where it's currently summer, you're listening to this, um, it's, it's July or whatever, and you're like, I love my life. I get to spend all the time doing what I want to do, going for a walk or spending time with my best friend or reading or, or I don't know, binge watching my favorite show on Hulu, whatever it might be. Those things that matter to you deserve to be prioritized even when life is so crazy you feel like you don't know which direction you're going next. Amen. And the way that you do this is by making space for them in your daily schedule. So no matter how busy you are, no matter how many things you need to cut, color, glue, paste, prep, whatever, you build in time, you create time in your schedule for 15 minutes of something that brings you joy, a 15 minute walk, 15 minutes of reading. Maybe you need, um, 15 minutes of quiet time during back to school season. So you, you take lunch into your car once a week, or you take a walk or on recess when your kids are, um, you know, at specials and, and it's your plan or whatever it might be, you go for a walk. We can do this when we think about it. But the issue is, is we so rarely give ourselves space, that mental bandwidth to think, how can I inject joy, even in the smallest way, right, into my daily life? Because yeah. life, especially as a teacher, and this is really specific for teachers, life is not only meant to be lived on the weekends, and life is not only meant to be lived over the summer. Amen. You deserve to live your life seven days a week. 365 days a year. And the way that you can do that is by making space <clears throat> during your work week, during those busy seasons, in whatever way you can figure out, and it's going to look different for everyone, uh, to, to feel that sense of joy each day, right? And I know the question is, is well, I, I don't have time for that. I don't have time oh. either, right? I, no one has time, right? We're all busy. Right, we're all <laughs> The way we do this is by taking mental notes or even physically writing it out on a piece of paper. How much time are you doing things that don't actually serve you? Scrolling on TikTok, being on Instagram, mm. checking Oof. your email 45 million times a day, even after school hours, right? These things don't serve us. How can we instead take those things that don't really serve us, that are really just coping and numbing skills that we use to sort of check out from life? 
Because sometimes yes. we do that and I honor that. And instead, use that time intentionally to do the things that bring us joy. So that's how you do it. And it's not always easy to do because sometimes you've got to give yourself a gut check to be like, oh, staying up until two in the morning scrolling TikTok actually drains my mental batteries and my emotional bandwidth and my energy for the next day. Instead, I'm going to swap that nightly scroll with 30 minutes of reading on my Kindle and I'm going to take my phone and I'm going to put it in a different room and I'm going to buy myself an old school OG alarm clock, $11 at Target. It's going to be the best $11. (laughs) And you're going to use an alarm clock to wake up in the morning instead of your phone. That's how you do it. Small changes, huge impact. Yes. I love that. I love the way you said that too. Small changes, huge impact. Like that is like the golden ticket right there. I mean, and I'm, and I'm thinking about this, like, because when I first started really, I was in terrible burnout. I really just could not, I didn't feel well. I didn't feel well physically, mentally, emotionally. I didn't have the bandwidth to spend with my kids. We have a bunch of kids. I also was teaching. I didn't have any of that. Mm-hmm. And I could have sat there. I could have been like, you know what? I This is just my life. It's mm-hmm. just chaotic and there's nothing I can do. Mm-hmm. I don't have the time to do what makes me happy because I'm just a mom. I'm just yeah. a teacher. And I think that's a lot of the excuses that people make is I'm just a mom or I'm just a teacher. Or I this is do. just how it is. This is how yeah. it is for everyone. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And, I, and I felt like, no. No, I don't like that. I don't like mm-hmm. that. And I want to see what life can be like. And mm-hmm. so I started using this mantra that's like, um, show me how good it can get. And yes. it's something I say every morning. Oh. I'm like, I wake up and I'm like, all right, show me how good it can get. And every day mm-hmm. I find mm-hmm. some really great things within that day just because I said that. And I know that's not going to work for everybody. Everybody's not going to just have this automatic mindset shift that just goes yeah. boom and yeah. just gets it. But it worked over time. Like mm-hmm. as consistent as I stayed with just saying that statement, every day yeah. it became a really great day. And Every day was joyful. So I love the little changes, big impact. Yeah. And it's one of those things, if you think about it, if you need a different way to think about it, I want you to think about building a savings account, right? Rarely do people suddenly have 50, 60, thousands of dollars in a savings account because they did one big deposit, right? Right. What it is, is small daily deposits over time that get you to where you want to be in your savings account, whatever that is, right? Yeah. Same thing with joy. It's those small daily deposits that over time, when you focus on either implementing joy or uh, implementing a gratitude practice, even, or using your daily mantra, which I'm obsessed with. Also, (laughs) I have to say that I love that so much. Um, Over time, you'll look back and you'll be like, oh my gosh, like I literally am living my dream. Like I'm doing exactly what I've always wanted to do. And it's because I found one small moment of joy or practice gratitude for just three to five things every single day, or I gave myself a mantra grounding point in my day, huge, small daily deposits, build you a wealthy life in whatever form that looks like for you, whatever you're looking for, for yourself. Yes. I love that analogy too. that. Oh, that just gives me, that gives me joy. (laughs) (laughs) So like when, when we're thinking about teachers over the summer, Mm -hmm. you know, I always think that this is the time of the year to really 
take in and work on the things so that you can go back to school in mm-hmm. the fall mm-hmm. and have it all together. Yeah. But the majority of teachers have these extreme stress responses that linger into the summer. And I know that you like you have these great ideas about how summer is the best time to get started on your goals. I'd love for you to share a little bit about that. Yeah. So I think I think you're right. I think, and I absolutely agree with you. There is that lingering feeling of I'm in survival mode. I just need to get through this. I, I survived this school year. I've made it through. Now I can relax, but there's that lingering feeling of stress or hurry or overwhelm or anxiety even. Mm -hmm. And summer is the time I feel like to let those things go And it's definitely one of those things that takes just enough time for summer to happen. And suddenly you're like, I can breathe. I'm happy. I'm stress-free. And then school starts again. Yes. Who am I to come in here and be like, work on our goals over the summer when you're like, I literally just survived. I cannot (laughs) possibly think about anything else, right? Who am I to ask you to do that? Here's why the summer is the best time to start working on your goals. First and foremost, it's because you have that space to start to consider them, right? A lot of teachers, unfortunately, are in pure survival mode during the school year. That's how, and and, and I don't say that's how it is because I'm like, okay with it. It's just the unfortunate truth, right? Yeah. But we also are humans outside of what we do. And I'm sure that there are goals and things that you want to achieve outside of what you do for your profession. And I hope whoever needs to hear this Just as another reminder, you are more than what you do for a living. Yes. You are a teacher and over the summer, all of the things that you're, you're doing all revolve around your career, please, 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 with so much love, tender, love and care, find something else, get a hobby, (laughs) start reading something, right. That doesn't have to do with your job, right. Cause we're so much more than, than our professions. Um, but how do we start to intentionally work on our goals when we just feel like we got through a a marathon, right? That is the school year, right? So we start by resetting emotionally and mentally and and physically at the right at the beginning of summer, right? So as you listen to this, it's getting towards the end of the summer, but this is definitely something that you can still do as you work into the new school year or even duplicate next summer. So you have to start by resetting yourself, right? And the way that we do this is by giving ourselves time to reflect on what just happened, right? You just left a season of your life. Uh, the school year and the life of a teacher is very kind of easily chunked into seasons or chapters of a book, right? Yep. You just closed a chapter or a season of your life, right? The school year just ended. Let's reflect on that, right? Like, let's take a few days, a few weeks, depending on how much time you have over the summer, And really talk and and think through and talk through with other teachers or people that you know and trust and love and and ask yourself, what went well? What did I love? What caused me to want to pull my hair out? (laughs) (laughs) And what things will I avoid like the plague next year? Okay. And the reason we need to reflect on it is because we can't fully close a chapter unless we think about how it made us feel, how it made us grow or what it made us consider, right? And so we really need to make time to have that reflection period. And it's something that you do internally. If you are a social creature, you can, obviously we all are in some way, shape or form, share it with other people, but you start there, right? And once you kind of reflect and you kind of officially close that chapter of that school year, you then move into self-preservation, self-management mode, right? Mm -hmm. How can I do better? 
how can I get better? Not just in the sense of your profession, right? Like this is you personally, as an individual human, how can I improve in my relationships, in my own personal health, maybe in my mental, uh, in my mental health, in the goals that I have, maybe you are a teacherpreneur, you have a side hustle or a business that kind of falls to the wayside during the school year, right? That makes sense. How can you improve? What things can you focus on this summer now that you have reflected and closed the chapter of that school year, right? Mm-hmm. So this might look like implementing a meditation practice. This might look like committing to a daily walk with your spouse. This might look like opening up your um, side hustle, your business, your email, and like getting through all of those things, right? Once you kind of know where you want to grow, you then kind of make your action plan, right? So what's going to be a focus? What's going to be a uh, a priority for me? And, and where do I want to focus my time and energy this summer? And if that's on your, your teacher profession, more power to you, go for it. But if you are someone who is looking to kind of take a full mental break away from teaching, pick something in that realm so you can do that. And there's a few ways that you can kind of map out those goals where you contain them to the summer months, or you can say, I'm going to use from July to December to get these goals done. Um, or you can give yourself a year to work on them, but whatever it is, as you map out those goals, I always want you to consider what's currently on your plate over the summer, which for a lot of teachers, isn't that much, right? Right. Or if it is a lot, how can you make that happen? And then I also want you to consider what's coming down the pipeline. So what things are going to be added back to your to-do list once school starts again, so you can prioritize these goals that you've just set for yourself because they matter, right? Our goals matter. We wouldn't call them a goal if they didn't matter to us. And that's kind of what you have to do is reflect, kind of focus in on where you want to get better and then map out that game plan. And the reason this is great to do over the summer is because you have that mental bandwidth and clarity and capacity to think about them because you're not also thinking about 27 first graders or your administration or parent emails or all of those other things, right? You kind of have more brain space to focus in on yourself and say, this is where I'm, this is where I'm at. I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to give myself a game plan. And I'm going to go get after it. Yes. Love it. I love it so much. I love that you really mapped that out too, like the steps, because I think so many teachers get stuck on the, either the third step or the second step, but they don't really focus on the reflection part of it because that's hard, especially, especially when you're thinking about like, what can you do? What did you like? What did you not like? And you're like, oh, I don't even want to think about what I didn't like mm-hmm. last year. You know, they they often skip that part, but it's yes. so crucial in creating a really unique plan yes. to you and what's best for you so that you can move forward mm-hmm. and live your best life. So yeah, yeah I love that. Yeah. Then when we go into the new school year, back to school season, they've gained this momentum. They're feeling good. They're all great. All right. But how do they maintain Mm -hmm. that summer motivation through that time period? Yeah. Yeah. That's always the question. How do I stay motivated? And here's kind of the the tough love side of who I am as a human. You don't find motivation, right? Right. It's not a penny that you find out on the playground and your kid, it's not like a weed, a little dandelion that a kid brings you and be like, I found this for you. That's, That's not what motivation is, right? Right. Motivation is something that you harness and something that you have to leverage, right? It's always within you. You just need to learn how to pull it out of you when you need it, right? And it goes back to the idea of what are your priorities? The truth of the matter is 
every single person out there, if something matters to them, they will figure out how to either have it, buy it, or make it happen, right? People who have no money, if buying a new car matters to them, they will figure out how to make the money to buy a new car. Someone who is severely overweight, if losing 150 pounds before their, uh, you know, sister's wedding, if that matters enough to them, they will make it happen. Mm -hmm. It's the same for you. It's the same for all of us. If something matters enough to you, you will figure out a way to make it happen. Now, this is not me tapping into toxic hustle culture. I am not about that at all. This Mm -mm. is me simply stating that if something is truly a priority to you, you'll figure out how to make it happen within your life. And again, this might look like waking up a little bit early before school to do 30 minutes of work or exercise or meal planning or packing your lunch. If you're on a financial journey, you don't want to have to buy lunches anymore and doing it then. This might look like swapping out your four hours of TikTok scrolling after school for doing only two and using (laughs) the other two hours to do whatever it is that you've set the goal for yourself over the summer. And it is conscious work that needs to happen. And it is tied to discipline. And again, discipline and motivation are very closely tied. I always say that they're like best friends whenever I'm talking talking about this with people. Discipline and motivation are best friends. When you are disciplined, you are motivated. Okay. Mm -hmm. But here's something that I want to give you. If you are someone who's like, I am disciplined. I do show up for whatever it is that I want to work for. Right. Like I do get up early. I do. I do all these things. I'm just not motivated to do it because I'm tired or I'm overwhelmed. I wonder, and I want to encourage you to think about, are you celebrating the successes that you're having big and small along the way? Because celebration most often is the missing key for people to stay motivated. When you celebrate those small steps, let's say that you are wanting to, I don't know, save $10,000, right? I don't, let's just throw it out there, right? Yeah. When you deposit, you, you take $50 from your paycheck and you do an auto deposit into your savings account. You just, you never see that $50. It immediately goes into your savings account. That's something to celebrate. How can you celebrate that? Maybe it's sharing that auto deposit with your partner. Maybe that is writing yourself a love note on a sticky note and saying, I'm so proud of you and sticking it to your mirror. Maybe that is grabbing a coffee on the way to work. Doesn't really go hand in hand with the financial goal, but I don't care. Spending money should be something that brings you joy, in my opinion. But how can you celebrate as you work towards your goals, big or small? Okay, because celebration breeds motivation. When you celebrate yourself along the way, you will more naturally be motivated to do so, right? Think of if you were ever a high school athlete, or if you have kids in dance, or if you have students who feel really good, and suddenly they're super motivated to be on task because you noticed them and you celebrated them in some way. The same thing for you. We are no different than our students. Grownups are just oversized kids. So if it works for your small kids, it's going to work for you. So if motivation is something that's hard for you during the school year, I wonder if you're celebrating yourself enough and those small action steps that you're actually taking in order to get to where you want to go. Yes. You know, I was just thinking about this. I I see my students, I see people in general who really, really struggle with the constant it's never good enough. Yeah. And they're not doing that celebration piece. Mm-hmm. They're not coming in. They're not saying, you know what I did? And 
I think it's really important for people to really get in touch with what their love language is. Now, yeah. I don't think that your love language is a static thing. I think it's yes. pretty dynamic and it changes with your seasons. Mm-hmm. But if you're aware of that, yes. if you're self-aware enough to recognize what your actual love language is in that mm-hmm. season, then you can say, I need some affirmation. Yeah. Maybe you just tell people what yeah. you're doing. Or if you get, if you're like, uh, really liking physical goods, you like yes. physical gifts, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Then you're like you're giving yourself a physical gift. Yes. But I think we don't often think about those things. We don't yeah. think about how we experience love, how we experience celebration, and we yeah. don't really tailor it to that season. Yeah. And really, just that just was making me think about that because mine yeah. has changed over. Mm-hmm time and throughout different seasons. I just am mm-hmm. aware of it. Yeah. Sometimes I really like positive affirmation. Yes. So I'm telling everybody yeah. what I am doing. And I just want to hear them say, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, exactly. Or I just gas myself up. I'm like, I am a freaking genius. Yeah, <laughs> I do that too. <laughs> and it feels good. Yeah. I'll be talking to myself and be like, I am the best at my job. Everyone is so appreciative. And my husband will come up and he's like, talking to I'm like literally myself leave me alone myself thank you um my husband I'll st- I'll tell myself like I'll be telling him something that he doesn't really understand yes. especially if it has to do with websites or something like that <laughs> anything technological he does not get it whatsoever but I will be like I'm a freaking genius and he was like and you're very humble too yes, yes I yes. am yeah I am <laughs> yeah I am yes. so yes. and I, I so it. really just kind of going back to that, you are going to be one of the um, presenters in the Summer Self-Care Conference. You're part yes. of that. And yes. uh, your presentation is one of the very first ones on the very first day. So can you share a little bit about what your presentation is about, what the listeners yes. can look forward to in your yes. session? And even like you have a bonus item in the All Access Pass. So I just would love for you to share all of that. Yes. So I am so excited to share and get the opportunity to talk about how community actually leads to a more joyful life, right? As an educator, as a teacher, nothing, almost nothing is more important than being connected to a community. Both you as the teacher connected to other people within your school system or within your classroom or within your school itself and the community that you breed with your students, right? Community is a direct impact to how we go through our day-to-day lives, how we view ourselves, and our overall emotional state. And so we dig into three ways that you can build a successful community within your school and within your life outside of school too. Um, And we talk about why community matters, what that word actually means, um, and, and how to build it both in and out of the classroom. Because when you have a community as as a human on a biological need, we have that social need to yeah. feel connected with other people. And so we dig into that. Um, and I give you some really action, easy to implement action steps to take in order to build a community around you. Um, and we also kind of recognize and reflect on past communities that maybe weren't so great, right? Because I've heard and I know and I've experienced teacher communities that aren't the best. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really dig into that. And it's it's really fun. It's going to be really great. Um, and yeah, I'm super excited for the All Access Pass members. They're actually getting free access to my own community uh, called the Sunshine Squad Monthly Membership. Um, it is a membership. It's an online community off of social media intentionally. It is not a Facebook group, not a yet another Facebook group to, to join or anything like that. Um, and it's a space for women to come and really focus on themselves. 
So that way you can learn how to live joyfully. You can learn how to take care of yourself in a season of chaos, which I know back to school is a huge season of transition and craziness. Um, And it's a space where I come and I do two coaching calls a month. Um, They are recorded. So if you can't hop on live, it's totally fine. Uh, You get some resources month to month. You get access to what I call my hype girl text thread, where I literally text you directly words of encouragement, inspiration, journal prompts, things to consider. And it's a really great time. So you get one month for free when you are an all access pass member. And I'm super excited to give that to the people who signed up at that level. Yes, I'm really excited for that too, because (laughs) community is a huge piece. And I'm just really excited for you to share that because you you are the coach. You are yeah. the joyful living <laughs> expert, you know? Yeah. So I'm really excited for you to be a part of that and for you to share all of your knowledge with the teachers. Yeah. In the meantime, can you share a little bit about where teachers can find you, what you offer, how to connect further with you? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. Um, I am a millennial who is not on TikTok. That is on purpose. Um, <laughs> so you can come hit me up on Instagram. My handle is at living the letter N sunshine. Um, you can also find me at living in sunshine.com. Uh, but Instagram is definitely the best place to check me out. I also have my own podcast. So if you're vibing with these vibes on this podcast, it's called literally the living in sunshine podcast. Everything's very connected. Um, and it's always a good time. So if you have any questions or you want to chat more about community or joyful living or expectations, anything we chatted about today, feel free to send me a message over on Instagram. I'd love to chat. Yes. And I will put all the links to all of those things and more down in the show notes so that you can go and hang out with Maddie and learn more from her. (laughs) I absolutely just love your energy. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast, being a part of the summer self-care conference and all of that. It's just, it's a joy (laughs) to to hang out with you today. You are so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was a a blast. Before you go, head over to teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash podcast to check out any links, freebies, and resources discussed in this episode so that you can start recovering from or preventing burnout and reigniting your passion for teaching. If you liked this episode and it helped you or made you think in any way, I know it will be for other educators too. So subscribe and leave a review so more educators can find this community as well. Did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the teachers in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of the episode you're listening to and tag me and post it in your stories. What do you say that we start creating a trail for more teachers around us so that we can start to make the change in the system of education, how teachers are seen and respected, and for ourselves? I look forward to connecting with you more on Instagram at Teaching Mind, Body, and Soul or TikTok at Miss Princess Teach. I am always looking for an excuse to chat more about burnout, resilience, and teacher support. I'll see you in the next episode.